everyone, welcome. This is episode seven. And this week, um, we are going to have a quick perspective on life. Justin, is everybody? How's it going? Yeah. Justin's experience in the advertising industry over the past uh, 10 years, and he needs to excel in that route. He is also a co founder of the Rare Gems Gallery. He can make a name for himself by breaking barriers and opening doors in the creative space. Sean, Thank how you. does that introduction feel? Um, it's a lot. I don't really, um, it's not that I don't appreciate it, but I just don't really acknowledge the titles like that. It's kind of more so on paper. Um, I really just go by Sean. You know, like, hey, that's him. So you're humble. That's what you're trying to tell me. You don't like to. I, I mean, I don't. I think it's counterproductive if you, you as the person, self admit that you're humble. I mean, it kind of like falsifies you being humble. Fair. Maybe. It was also featured on like in Times Square. <laughs> like, <laughs> on like a billboard. I forgot. And we will share this on our Instagram, so watch for that. I forgot about that. I didn't because that's cool. Badass. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh huh. It was great in the moment, but I like my mind is like scrambled eggs. Yeah. So I'm always thinking about the next big thing I can do, and so I completely forgot about that. But that was actually a really cool moment. That was. Yeah. I remember seeing that on Instagram. Thank you. Everybody going up there and supporting you was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I've gone to Sean a lot for um, helping myself like self stay grounded um, and not like worrying about so much what people think or anything like that. So curious on like. Have you always been that way? Have you always been that grounded? Have you always just like not given a damn what people think about you? I would be lying if if I said that was true. Mm-hmm. I would say that I was definitely always grounded. Uh, the reason being is I'm the last kid in the generation of like cousins and siblings, and then there's a gap between the next generation of kids. So I had a I had an opportunity to really observe all the older kids and like what not to do so I wouldn't get my ass whooped and things like that. <laughs> so I felt like I was always grounded because I got to learn so much and absorb from my siblings and older cousins and, and absorb so much information. But to say that I didn't care about what they thought about me or maybe like outside perspectives would be completely false. And so I feel like when I was younger, of course, you're going to seek validation from others, right? Like those are the people that you look up to. They're not your peers. They're the people you admire. And so whether that be navigating relationships with family, friends, or even your parents, like kids want validation from, from parents as well. Um, it's definitely a journey to that you have to circumnavigate and understand the balance of like, how can I stay grounded and then how can I also achieve the validation that I need, right? Like at the end of the day, as a person, you're always going to have to get some type of validation, whether it's self-validation or um, external facing validation. It could be like a relationship from your, your partner, yeah. right? Like 
a loved one like that really matters because every everyone has some sort of like love language or validation language we don't even have to use the the, the word love language and so i would say for me i was always grounded because i had the opportunity to really learn but um it just came a point in time for me where i had an epiphany and, and had to understand that like validation of others isn't my motivator sure no i love that um you've been super inspirational for me Thank you. um i remember mia was actually the one that was like you should talk to sean when i was feeling like <laughs> he's all thanks leah well <laughs> i think it was friday one-on-one I, I, I don't know if that's a good i actually enjoy it i'm like oh this is a nice little like different piece in my, in my day. but like when you when people recommend like refer like Yo, you should speak to me. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing because, like, I need to understand the context. <laughs> this was good. This was good. Um, it was because you were just like, don't give a damn. You're going to go do your thing, whether, you know, it has, you know, especially, like, at work. If you're in Chicago and your friends are out there, you're going to go hang out with your friends. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so, like, that, I was like, oh, yeah, he's cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you gotta have a personal one. Yeah, no, it definitely like opened my eyes to like work is not. I, I'm trying to remember exactly what you told me, but like work isn't necessarily like my community. Like they're there. Like I have a community. Like I've met really badass people, but I don't really need to get validation from them to succeed. Yeah. You know. Um, so. I mean, I just feel like it's it's how you view your 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 vast different communities mm-hmm. like you said like mm-hmm. what is your purpose in them what do you gain from it and what do you bring to the table and so everyone has different motivators even at, at, at work and it's, totally. it's it's no shade to to work or any other community that i'm part of it's just like i enjoy my time yeah. with with you know, people at work or in, in that community, but I also have other things that I, I, I would like to enjoy too. So, you know, segmenting that um, is okay. Yeah. It's not like you're turning your back on anybody. Totally. I think when you're upfront about it, you, people understand. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like you spend like the day with them and then they all want to go to dinner and you, you know, you let them know like, hey, I've been spending the day with you. I'm going to go hang out with my friends type of thing and not worrying about like, does it even matter or not? I think I struggled with that because I was trying to like build it. I don't know, trying to make friends off of out of work. That's okay too. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, but I, that's I don't know if that's the leader that I wanted. And so, like talking to you kind of helped me open my eyes of like, oh yeah, I don't need to spend every moment like with them when I am in or around them mm-hmm. in order to like feel like they like me. If that's if that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think for me, I get really overstimulated um, very easily mm-hmm. these days when it comes to social interaction. So mm-hmm. my battery just like depletes. Yeah. So there's yeah. only so much I can I can give to people, and so much I can only receive. Yeah. And if people have a hard time understanding that, or maybe feel a certain way from a negative perspective. Um, that comes from a, of a of a place of privilege, yeah. And so that should never really happen, right? And so when you might feel reservations from others because you're not around as much, that's not a you thing, and you shouldn't want to get the validation from that yeah. person. Yeah, that's yes, that's exactly what you helped me like see. 
So appreciate that. That was like one reason why I wanted to talk to you and have one-on-ones with you was to develop that skill. Just like that, the skill set, just to like have confidence in yourself. And I feel like you're very like confident, happy, do your thing guy. <laughs> happy. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with that. <laughs> like no. No, I'm I'm at I'm at consistent peace. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Happy is very fleeting, so I would say, what is my consistent baseline for me to push through the day, and and making sure that in the beginning, middle, and end of my day that I feel at least normal, some some sense of yeah. normality, right? Like peace could mean so many different things. Like it's not this like chi chakra like meditation it could be right <laughs> yeah, yeah. it could be but i think it's defined in many different ways based on you know who who the person is yeah yeah what would you say like has helped you become this like confident peaceful person maybe some skill sets that you have or advice um that's a good question i would say when I was younger, probably like in high school, um, I started to realize that I had the ability to not necessarily adapt, but I had a, a natural um, knack for bonding with other communities. And so different groups of people who look like me, don't look like me, maybe interested in different things. Um, like I love, like some things I could spit off the top of my head, like I love moto racing. Like no one, no one loves moto racing. Right? <laughs> what F1? Like F1. Oh like, yeah. yeah. That was like the first thing I learned about you. Yeah, like Formula <laughs> One. Like, like why, why do you like that? Like I like a, a diverse, like I'll watch curling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the reason why I'm saying like these weird things is like, like I like different genres of music. I like, um, do different things like one of my dreams um i guess i could this, uh, people are gonna listen but i want to go to like a like a original opera house right oh, like i want to go cool. to europe and go to like either like italy oslo or something like that in you know, or like prague and and see like an actual classic like opera right so like the way i've diversified some of the things where people might might feel like especially like where i'm coming from like not supposed to be into stuff like that or um you're weird for thinking outside of the norm um i think just naturally i was able to build relationships with other people and that was like one of the other things that was one of the main things that made me feel confident i think the second thing for me was i just kind of had a realization um when i was still in that moment of maybe seeking validation of others um where I was like, why am I, I had to just ask myself, like, well, I was literally 15 sitting in my, sitting in my living room and I had to ask myself, why was I doing that? And then I started to realize, like, I could carve out my own space in life and if people don't like me, so, so what? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's not my problem. Right. Um, even, even relationships like with my dad or something along the lines of that where I didn't think he, he understood me. Um, and he, again, you know, now that we're older, I've built that relationship, but I just felt that 
I need to learn who I am as a person and become more self-aware before I can go out in the world and, and say like, this is actually what I want because you don't know. It's, it's, it's all based off of themes we see in our environment, um, what everyone else defines as cool or not. So I say like the biggest skills to becoming confident, the most important thing is, is taking the time to become self-aware of who you are, what is your identity. And that takes time. It's not an yeah. overnight process. Then finding the things that you enjoy, that you love, and don't let anybody else sway you and tell you that you, you shouldn't like this. or And then try new things. Like By the time I graduated high school and I went to college, like I was just easily um, – you know, navigating friend groups and not even on some like social climbing shit. It was like more so like people naturally just, I had an energy where people were like, oh, I could talk to them and, and, and break bread from a common ground yeah. about anything. Yeah. And, then, and so, so, <laughs> yeah, no, so, no, that's true. Yeah. so when you, when I was in college, I started realizing like a lot of people didn't think the way I, I did and they had different challenges of, of talking to other people. And then I was like, wow, um, that, that put a lot of, that put the world in, in, in perspective for me. And so I figured from then on, like the things that I'm doing are probably something that's putting me in the right position, in the right direction. Yeah. And then from there, I just, I started like really honing in on like, all right, this is the shit I like. So this is what I'm going to focus on. And either you like me because it's authentic um, or you don't. But I think on the flip side of that, you also have to have an ear for feedback. Like if you're like one dimensional life, you'll, you'll become a narcissist um, or just hard headed. Mm -hmm. Nobody will actually like you. And how do you grow too? Like if you're not open to feedback and like hearing people's, what they have to say, you know? I think about that all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, but there's people out there that that's like the way they are, right? Totally. And it's like, yeah. That's just who they naturally are. But I feel like it's really interesting to hear about, like, from you in terms of being self-aware at such a young age. Like, at 15, 16, you're so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. People's opinions matter. Mm -hmm. You know, I can relate to you in the sense of I liked a lot of pop punk. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to be in – I was in drama when I was in high school, but I used to hide it Shut from people. <laughs> because because I, I didn't want people to know that, like, I enjoyed being in drama class. <laughs> like, I was embarrassed. But, like, how, like, what happened, like, if you're open to sharing, what happened at 15 and 16 that made you sit in the living room that asked you that question of being, like, why do I seek validation from people? Because I feel like being that self-aware at that young. young of an age is so crucial because there are people who are in their 30s that haven't even asked themselves that question. So, like, what happened that made you ask yourself that question? For sure. And, by the way, I was in, like, concert band, jazz band, like, for sure, and marching Fire. band, all in, like, middle yeah. school. <laughs> So like I'm with you, and I used to like walk out the class like y'all didn't like, see me. Like I don't me. know y'all. Like, like, hey, like, and, and I played the drums, and I was like, yo, that's a cool ass instrument. Yeah. But still, I was yeah. like, yeah. yo, hat down, hood on. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest reason why I had an epiphany is because I like I used to be an angry child back in the day, and I used to just be mad at the world for doing dumb shit. And then I started realizing that I'm not really angry at the world i was angry because shit wasn't all my way Ooh. deep for 15 so <laughs> no, like things weren't going the way that like, i had imagined not that i even wanted to because it's like do you really know what you want 
I thought it would be great. But I knew there were times where I had great times and there were times I had like bad times. And so how do you cope with that, right? Like you find different coping mechanisms. And, you know, one day, I think it was like a, like a weird Saturday. Like my parents weren't even home and I was just like mad because, you know, I felt like, you know, I couldn't communicate with my dad, right? And it's just, I felt like people were pushing things on me that I wasn't making decisions for myself. Like, for example, I love basketball. Like, if I could go back and knowing what I know now, I would have definitely continued basketball, but I would have did it in my own way. And I felt like my parents were just like, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. And I'm like, am I playing for myself or am I playing for you? Right? And so there was just a lot of things going on at the time where I felt like I'm not having fun. I'm not making, I feel like I'm doing things because it's pushed upon me. And I'm not making my own influences. I'm not. I'm not doing the things that that will help me grow as a person. And so that's when I started realizing, like, those are that's the real root of like why I'm angry. And then I had to like at that time when I was just sitting and understood and asked the why. I think everything just shifted. Like my outlook on like at the time in high school, like, I wasn't playing the drums because you had to get a true basketball or drums. Like you can't do both. Because uh, yeah. band is band is like all year round. Like <laughs> basketball is kind of all year. It's like nine months out of the. Uh, I mean, excuse me, it's like three fourths out of the school year. So, um, I just I just made a decision of like, all right, this is the time where I can make an impression on myself, not even just others. And I already had my my solid friend group, so it was like, I still got them right. At the end of the day, they're gonna love me for who I am. I've known them forever. So I, I just felt like I had a good structure and then I just took a leap of faith. Like I said, that's really impressive. Because I think, I don't, I won't speak for Holly, but I feel like for myself, I didn't start to ask myself those questions until I was like a teenager, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then by that time, it's like, already went to college, went to grad school, you know, like did all these things. And I'm like, what actually, what actually makes me happy? What is really fueling my like validation? Yeah. So I think that's like such an important question. Like you asked it so early on. Yeah. And then look at you now. Like you have so much confidence. Yeah. I'm still asking myself that question. Do you have Maybe. do you have people you look up to and inspirations? Like and actually think about that. Yeah. When like indoor like not it's okay to have like people like I look up to like certain like celebrities and people like carving out spaces in, in the industry, but do you have any people you look up to in direct reach and contact? Yeah. So the reason why I'm asking that is I feel like, like for example, my cousin, who I call him basically my brother, because mm-hmm. um, I, I grew up with two sisters and we're three years apart, so like we went to high school like through thick as thieves. And he was and still is like an inspiration to me. And I felt like I was able to see him just doing so well and like see a real life example of like, like how is he doing that, you know? And like that that kind of motivated me also to to want to be better. And I feel like you really gotta lean on your, like not just say like you're an inspiration to me, but like really try and learn from him too. Yeah. And so I would say, at a young age, for me, I, w- I will always ask questions. 
you know, and then he will always put me on to game about like, all right, this is what you got to do. Like, he's the reason why I got into sneakers and fashion, mm-hmm. right? Like, I started at a young age. I got a job at Foot Locker when I was like 15 with working papers. Shout out to Garden State Plaza. Um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, but like, he had a lot of influence in my life, yeah. right? So I just feel like when you can learn from someone and ask questions, because sometimes people try and press the wrong things on you. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. I would say mine's like a little opposite. Like, mm. yes, I have people I look up to, but I saw what I didn't want to be growing up. You also know? true. Um, and that's what inspired me to like get to where I'm at, where I'm not like going to be a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, like mm. wondering where the next meal might come from for my kids or where their dad is or doing drugs or anything like that. So I've used like my parents' um, mistakes, if you will, or their life choices and situations to be my inspiration, mm-hmm. to be the woman that I'm becoming, still becoming, working on, you know, all of that stuff. So, well, yes, I still have people I look up to, like my uncle, who like was born with water on the brain, wasn't supposed to walk, talk, got his MBA, like successful businessman, right? Like that's that, that is incredible. So yes, there's like people like that that I'm like, who like nothing can stop you from mm-hmm. being amazing. Only you. Exactly. Yeah. So like there's things like that too, but I also use like the negative or the bad I've seen to drive me to keep achieving for more and reaching for more and just going. You know. So there's for me, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that because like environmental factors will. M- teach you who you are mm-hmm. right it will make you a better person um because like you just gotta get out of your sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, she does the same <laughs> she does the same um wow I, I don't know how that happened um, <laughs> yeah, that's the third time <laughs> listen y'all keep y'all ain't inviting no spirits in my I'm house saved. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do some saving until y'all leave i'm saved saved <laughs> go to sleep good at night. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, I lost track. Um, environmental factors? So, like, yeah. I grew up around, like, environmental factors where, you know, I was raised just like how my parents were. Like, mm-hmm. I still had a lot of family who didn't have the type of resources or opportunities I was given, right? And I took full advantage and saw that. It was like, all right, I want to be, like, exponentially better. Yeah. And that's a great thing. But on the flip side of it, too, you have to define who you are without those two. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you live your life with a chip on your shoulder, you start to overcompensate. And you'll never really get to define who you are because it's based off of X, Y, and Z that mm-hmm. in your brain, you have to, you have to be better because of this. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you'll always like function. Like you need a specific reason to do better, mm-hmm. but you, the only reason should be because every day you want to be better. Yeah. Right. And then because of those factors, you become risk averse to a lot of things. Right. And so I'm not saying it's like a, a fear tactic or but there are some roots of fear in your inspiration because you don't ever want to be like this this person. A thousand percent. And so it's okay to be afraid 
of certain things, but fear is going to be like the the countermeasure to confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And so you gotta you gotta want something more than you fear it. And in that regard, when you want to become more confident, you have to let go of doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like, and step into who Holly wants to be, what yeah. Leah wants yeah, to be, yeah. right? So. I would just say that you have some great motivators to, that, you know, that is molding you into the woman that you want to become, but also think about it on the flip side. I feel like it's, it's so easy. It's so easy to say, like, to let go of fear. Cause like, I'm, I'm with you. Listen, yeah. I'm like here. Yeah, I'm with I, you. I get it. But full transparency, like I grew up as not the golden child, right? Mm-hmm. My brother was the golden child. So like my motivation was like, all right, like, I need to do all the right things so I can be a good kid mm-hmm. for my mom mm-hmm. and she cannot worry and not stress mm-hmm. less and all that stuff. And I agree with you. Like it holds you back and you overcompensate because I do overcompensate a lot. And I try to do my mantras. Mm. I do my meditation. <laughs> I do my <laughs> yoga. You know, <laughs> listen, I go to church. Like listen. I do what I need to do. But fear holds me back all the time. So like I'm with you when saying like you need to let go, but I'm so afraid that like if I do let go what will happen so for those people who are so afraid to let go like is there like one little step we can take yeah. particularly myself get a taste of what it what it would feel like right like nudge yourself into it um it's okay to be risk averse that's smart that's calculated right like that's not a fear thing it's okay to be scared and afraid that's what, those are just like happiness that's fleeting too Mm-hmm. being scared of something but when you fear that's like an everlasting feeling right like it's like you can't let go it's like something has your chest and you can't breathe right like you want to try to at least start with like the doubt aspect of it right? because when you're doubting the result you're doubting yourself do you believe in yourself that you can get something done yeah. right and so even if let's say for example I don't know, let's just use exercise. You want to do 100 crunches in like 30 seconds. It's tough. I'm not doing that shit. (laughs) But if you stopped at 75, that's 75 more than zero. Right? Like you, for you doubting yourself, you're like, oh, I can't do that. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But if you try each time you do it and the repetition behind it, you get better each time. Same thing with like working out. Same thing with anything. Same with our podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Same with our podcast. Sean didn't think we were gonna make it past episode five. We're on episode seven. I had some so doubts. here you we are. Doubts? No, I never doubted. But <laughs> I, did, I, I, I just said, look, this is the stat. If you make it past it, then more kudos to you. Well, we made it past it. You did. Episode seven. I'm very proud of the both of you. So <laughs> we made it past that fear of exactly. like not one like worrying about what people are like gonna think about us or how we sound like we're neutral like yes we have sound issues every week (laughs) (laughs) yes like (laughs) yes we're like on like a couch recording this right now but like how are we gonna get to where we can own our own studio or anything Mm -hmm. like that you know where Leah comes out to Utah once a month or I come out to New Jersey once a month to record with each other Mm -hmm. we start there we stay past that fear like you said I still got a lot to work on I'm still scared of a lot of shit but, but does it make you happy? This? Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. This is like how I love ending my week and going into my week. It's 
I've seen a change in like my approach on things mm-hmm. and my outlook on life and me being excited about something again. So why not apply that to every aspect of your life? I'm working on it. If I told you, <laughs> you know how people say like, oh, um, like I might recommend a show mm-hmm. and I just like, wait, it just gets better. Same thing. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. have you thought that each episode of the pod has gotten better? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like, take little steps if you're afraid or mm-hmm. like there's a fear behind or, or mm-hmm. a sense of doubt. Like, for example, I remember, um, I don't know if I'm segueing into one of your points, but there was a point in time where I had quit my job and I really just focused on like creative shit for like a year. And so at the end of the day, I'm like, my mentality is like, I'm always going to bet on me and like, I'm always going to be fine regardless. It's like, I'm not. I don't live by the social constructs of like money or anything like that because money, like what's yours will never leave you and like money will always come, right? So I feel like it's what you do in the meantime to have fun and the things that you love, like money will come with that. Like you will figure out how, like if you go hustle, you're gonna figure out how to make money. And um, I got a taste of what that was for a year and it it was great. Um, it made me work harder than ever, and the all like, I guess y'all gonna hear it, but I only came back to uh like corporate America is because I just wanted to have like a a, a another source of income, yeah, and then that can help fuel my dreams too, yeah, you know, so I'm not necessarily like relying. On yeah. our jobs per se, but it's just an, it's nice to to do nice things and take vacations and, yeah. and have the flexibility to like live both lives until I want to just focus on that specifically. But I'm, I'm in the in the background. I'm setting up a lot of different things where I want that to be the main engine to drive my dreams. Yeah. So. Um, you also just got accepted into your entrepreneurship program. Woo! That is what I'm really excited yeah, about. Yeah, I'm pumped that's, for you. That's exciting. I don't care about the billboards, yeah. whatever. I don't care. I care about that. So. Yeah. Not going to lie. I real talk thought you were going to say you came back for health insurance. Shout out to America. Oh, I did. I did too. Yo, yo when you pay your own health insurance, that shit is expensive. That builds character right there. Yo, that shit show you who you are, actually. You never know when you got to go to the doctor or something like that. So. Yeah. So how do you manage both, though? How do you manage... Fulfilling your passion because you are mm-hmm. doing it, to be honest, hundred percent of the time, and mm-hmm. then still managing your nine to five. It's not easy. Um, so the way I used to approach it, and I thought I had it all right, um, and it was all wrong. Was <laughs> I used to segment my life like work is work, my life is life, this is this, and when you do that, you put blinders on like you're just like a different person when you walk you know that uh that simpsons episode when grandpa walks in takes his hat off puts the jacket on comes back on like puts it back on and leaves it's like it just feels like a endless cycle Mm -hmm. and you you lose yourself in it and you have to start realizing like there will be overlap in parts of your life 
and it's what nuggets and 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 doors you want to say okay here's where you can walk in and it's a it's a it's a two-way um it's like a a two-way door and then here's some of the things that i don't think i should be disclosing when it comes from like personal and professional but the thing that i realized is that a lot of the things that you learn in your personal life or professional life can simultaneously back and forth like elevate you in either your professional or personal career so there's some things that i learned from corporate america i'm like damn like all right that like i took that info back and i'm like this made me better at you know communicating with my clients outside of work right or i learned how to do this operationally from you know creative shit and then that made me um have better conversations with clients at work and so i would say like you need to, well, first and foremost, um, multitasking isn't like a real concept. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, you can't do 100% of something and 100% of something else. Like you could do like 80% of, uh, you know, say you, you can't walk and talk at the, uh, yeah. and chew gum at the same time. It's like, when you think about it, you're only doing like a percentage of something else, right? So like, you're never really giving 100% to something at the same time. So what I do is, like understanding that is knowing how to divvy up that time. And then there are moments where I might want to give a hundred percent to Pinterest and a hundred percent to the things that I do outside of it, where like, all right, I'm gonna block off these three hours and go hard. And then I'm gonna block off these three hours and go hard. And then every day, the way I look at life is like, I have my need to do, and then I have my nice to do. And so I make sure that I get my need to do done and then I start working on my nice to do's and then, and then the next day, whatever I don't complete my nice to do's become higher on my list and my need to do's. And then, so every day I feel like I'm walking foot in front of foot and just folding. And I, I have a problem with feeling stagnant. Like I, there's never a moment where I'm like just chilling in, in the house and I'm like, I, like I would feel paranoid. Like why? Why do I have anything to do? Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's relaxing to find peace in the things you love. Yeah. And so that's kind of just like my balance. It's not even from a workaholic perspective. It's just knowing when to give X amount of energy. Um, and that's how I, at least I organize my day. But everybody's different. So right. don't don't. If that doesn't work for you, please don't do that. Yeah. Right. You just gotta find whatever balance means to you and understand that like you're it's okay and it's actually good to have overlap in your life um otherwise when you're closed off and segmenting at a certain point that act like that wall begins to knock and like people will not like the person you become because it, it, it's a facade it is a facade mm-hmm. at the end of the day so i would just i say that's how i how i view it yeah do you like write a to-do list your needs and your nice. Shit, I'm getting old now, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to be like I'm still yeah. very sharp, but it's just um I'm I, like I if I make a grocery list to go like you go, make a grocery list? Hell yeah. I do too. I don't. Oh, I do. I have to, or else I'll get 90%, but then I walk. I'm like, damn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> forgot exactly. this. Yeah, the most important thing. Exactly. Can do. So yeah. But that one little thing can like that could be. If you think about it from maybe like a podcast, like imagine you didn't bring the inputs to the to the to the mm-hmm. to the volume. Yeah. 
<laughs> that one little thing. You know, it's important to just cover your bases. And so I do make lists for a lot of things. I, I leverage my calendar all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's a helpful reminder. And you don't have to think of it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's there for you to, even if you say it's a crutch, what does a crutch do? It lifts you up, right? It helps you walk. So it's an aid for you. Yeah. When you are, when you do fall down, right? Like that's what it's there for. Um, so use it. You know, that's what resources are for. Why do we, why do we make shit harder for ourselves? No. Like I think that people do it to like fill a void, like make themselves feel better than other people. Like, yeah, why did it this way? And it's harder. And you're like, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that was a beneficial for me, but. What are you proving? Yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Yeah, no, me neither. I don't. I mean, sometimes I do make things hard for myself. But why? But why? How do I make things hard for myself? I think I personally make things hard for myself because sometimes I'll be very honest. And I know this is going to sound funny when I say it out loud. I make things hard for myself because I want that pat on the back if I'm being real transparent. I want someone to be like, you know, I want someone to be like, oh, well, like, Leo worked so hard on that. And it's like, well, you know, you don't have to do all that. Like, Holly and I had a dinner tonight. I made a whole presentation for it. Mm. Did I pull out the presentation? Nope. I pulled out one slide. One (laughs) slide. Made 28. Pulled out one. But, like, why did I do that to myself? And it's like, to your point, I wanted the validation. So sometimes I do make things hard for myself. Because I do crave external validation. And it's something I'm working on. But at least I know that about myself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I make things hard for myself. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only one out there that does that. Oh, I do. <laughs> Every day of my life, I do. Yeah. yeah. How does Leah validate Leo? How does Leah validate Leo? Good question. That's <laughs> the most important question. I actually, we talked about this with someone today. I... I validate myself by saying like affirmations to myself in the mirror. Do you believe it? No, that's why I practice them in the mirror. I'm like, you are powerful. You have to believe it. You can't just say it. You have to believe it. But maybe if I say it enough, I'll believe it. That's not how that works. Really? You don't think so? That's how cults were created. (laughs) New cult coming at you. Seriously. (laughs) 2023. (laughs) That's how cults get formed. Like, you can't drink your own Kool Aid. This is not going to work. You have to believe the shit that they're saying. Because if you don't believe it, you'll never progress to who you want to be. So. But it's hard when it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier when you asked Holly, like, are there people you look up to? Mm -hmm. And is there someone that you're like, oh, this person is like who I look up to? And for me, there's not a lot of like reachable people that I'm like, you're who I look up to, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, in terms of validating myself, I'm looking for validation outside. Okay. There's no one I really, like, look up to. So it's not a bad thing, by the way. It's not. It's not it a bad thing. I swear it's not. It's not. Because <laughs> everyone has motive. Like, you need to know. It's, that's why there's different levels of motive, right? Like, there's personal touch. There's verbal affirmations. Like, some some people need to know that, um, to hear that they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Boom. Someone just needs your presence and just needs you mm-hmm. to be t- touching them, right? Yeah. Like, it's different. It's okay to, to want validation. And because that's what you need to function and say, okay, hey, Leah's steering in the right direction. Yeah. But Leah also needs that same validation 
needs to be self-validation too. Right? Like, what is your love language to yourself? How do you treat yourself when you are down? Right? Like, how do you take care of yourself when you need to relax? Like, it's not like what anyone else wants to do, right? Like, yeah, you could be a caregiver for a bunch of people. We have different hats. But what's the hat for yourself? That is the most important thing. Once you figure out the, the, the hat that you wear most of the time for yourself, is when you can really focus on giving your energy to other people in the most effective way. Isn't that funny? We just talked about self-care, and here we are. Now I'm, like, reevaluating. Like, how do I actually take care of myself? Like, you're making me question everything. It's a real, qu- it's a real question. Same. Because, to your point, I'm like, oh, I do take care of myself. But then, well, once again, honestly, before we had a dinner, I actually cried in the bathroom while I was on the phone with Nick because mm-hmm. I felt like I haven't been taking care of myself mm-hmm. this week. I feel very overwhelmed. And to your point, I can't even like self-soothe myself where I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I need to break away for you. <laughs> you know, like just got, just got one more dinner, just like breathe. But yeah, to your point, I don't know how I show myself love. Like I do these things, like I work out, I take care of my body, I do these things, but I've never looked at like what is my own love language to mm-hmm. myself. Because I'm like, oh, if I say these affirmations, I'll believe them. You're yeah. strong, you're talented. You're smart. Like, we know what we want from other people, but do we give that back to ourselves? Have to. You know what I mean? I don't. That's what prevents burnout, though. Yeah. That's what prevents burnout. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, there's different types of burnouts. You have, like, mental exhaustion. You have physical exhaustion. You have spiritual exhaustion, right? Like, just, you have a combination of all three. Um, I'm sure there's some other shit out there, too. But it's important to understand where that burnout is coming from and how to soothe yourself. If you don't, you'll never step into who Holly wants to be. You'll never step into who Leo wants to be, right? Like, you, when you think about it, you probably care so much for other people and do so much, you think that, like, you're doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, like, you could cook a meal for Nick, right? Um, But, like... She's laughing because I don't really cook for Nick. Poor Nick. I'm just saying, it's okay. you, but might you just give an example. You might yeah, do yeah, something yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, that's to true. show love, and you say, like, I'm doing that for myself, and that makes you feel happy, but you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for a bigger picture, which is also great, but at the end of the day, to your core, I would just, I would challenge the both of you to ask yourself, what are the things that really make you happy? And I'm not saying, like, be self-centered with it. Like, I'm going to just do everything that makes me happy <laughs> all the time. Like, that's not realistic, but be selfish with your time sometimes. Say no to things. Be more daring to explore who you are or the things that you loved or love or loved previously and want to revisit, right? Like, sometimes you find a home in things that you forget make you happy. I'm on that road right now, actually. I, like, have always been really into cars. In the last few years, I've like fallen off of it mm-hmm. and um haven't like been super motivated to like almost 240 um and i actually just got like another little side gig nice. um, like doing selling car parts that's cool um just because i want to get back into that scene of yeah. like going out to car shows and like having motivation to work on my car again so i'm like super pumped for that because i have not been able in the last few years when i used to like live for screaming summer and fall because that's like what I would do. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm pumped if you need car parts, holler at me. 
Yeah, and then some some dangerous oxide. Oh, perfect. Did <laughs> that for you? Ship it right over. <laughs> but yeah, um, what was I going to say about the thing about? We were talking about you guys are crashing by. Oh yeah, so we just kind of focusing on that and finding things that make me happy again. Um, I can still focus on work lately. We were both focused. Hold on, hold on. I gotta cut in this. Holly is so focused on work. She's like both Leanna. I am focused on work, but I feel like you are really focused on work. Yeah. Like it's a prop. Like I love Holly, and she doesn't know how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And she just is like, we're both so focused. I'm like, listen, Holly, I I do my job. Just to be clear, I do my job. I do go above, but Holly goes like five times above and beyond. And I'm like, yo, I'm not looking for the A plus. I'm just looking for the B, man. But you know what opened my eyes is you're talking about that risk, that fear. I come from a family that has never made corporate America money. I'm terrified of not having that. Yeah. It's a security blanket. Exactly. And so I feel like I have to go above and beyond what I know my role is to maintain that. But is it secure? Nope. Think no. about all the layoffs that are happening in tech. It don't I matter. Know. Some people have been there for like nine years and like, sorry. They got kids, everything. They don't care. I know. And it's not, it's not, and it's not that they, it's subjective and it's objective, right? Like, they could actually care about you and be like, yo, this is shitty. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a business. So it's mm-hmm. nothing personal, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, like, you could work your ass off and you can still get the food. Mm-hmm. And they can still have mad love for you. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> the way a business is ran is just a numbers game. And so you got to understand that, like, when I say they, I mean the business. I'm not saying, like, your direct leadership. And totally. Yeah. Like, they probably yeah. do, like, have love for you. Yeah. But when I'm talking about they, I'm just talking about the business overall. Like, they don't care. They don't care that you – they're like, thanks for going above and beyond. We're not going to pay you more. Your pocket's not going to feel the same way that for what you do outside <laughs> of your role, right? So, like, I'm not saying do the bare minimum. Do your job. Do it well. Because you learn so much. Mm-hmm. And that proves to you as a person, like, okay, I'm Holly. I could do this shit. But then use the corporation how they're using you, right? Like, take some of the knowledge you, not like IP, but take some of the knowledge that you learn and make that applicable to life. Like, you learn some, like, uh, some communicative skill, skills. You have um, rapport building, um, just like a sales. Uh, acumen right like like that can be applied to so many different things like if you're taking this podcast for example and you meet you go to like i don't know let's say south by southwest and they have like all these podcast producers in the room you could easily hold a conversation in that room with all of them yeah right so the same way that they are leveraging your you as a resource you should be doing it to them clock out it's okay like it, it's okay to shut your laptop at 5 30 yeah. right unless you have other work you got to do and like things are pressing because we know it's not hourly it's a salary so mm-hmm. like you don't really have hours but you need to take more time to yeah. just yeah. show it off yeah i know i said overlap is cool that's not cool yeah yeah, yeah. that is not i know i'm challenging myself to like actually take a week off and like not open my laptop mm-hmm. so i was supposed to like a couple weeks ago have a week off did i it was last week, and no. Was that your choice? No, I well, I, or her choice to stay work. or yeah, because yeah, I forced her to put a week off on the calendar. And it she, was your choice to stay. Yeah. 
I know. Just another piece of the problem. I do. It's me. She's the problem. You're it's not me. the problem. Hi. It's, no, it's, yeah, she's. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of. It's a. It's a lot of. It's not talked about enough, but there's a lot of pressure from these corporations that kind of goes unnoticed. That we all know that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, take the time to realize that. Is it really pressure or are you making pressure for yourself? Making pressure for myself. A thousand percent. So when you realize that, why don't you just shut down? Like, I just closed the laptop. That email from me. Yeah. yeah. Spoke to my manager and I, even today I was like, yo, I feel like I got to get this, this this email out. And she was like, she's not worried about you. She straight up said she's not worried about you. She was, like, you can see that. she was like, you can send it next week. She was like, if you want the information to be perfect, it needs to be perfect. That's what matters, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's not about like you getting it out because you wanna you wanna follow up. And like for her to say that, like I was like, damn. Yeah. Like my direct leadership is yeah. telling me that. Yeah. So if yeah. she's saying it, you know, that's how they all think. Like, they they do. It's quality over quantity, and you yeah. pumping out hours for what? I know. Yeah. Even my direct leader said the same thing. He's like, you need to take time off. Take it. And his direct leader is telling us too, is like, don't be putting in twelve hour work days. Like for what? It's not productive. It's not. You know? It's like cramming for a test. You're not yeah. gonna it's only so much yeah. your body and, and you take, mind. And then right? tomorrow you're not productive. But you or still do it. Week. I know, I know this. I'm, <laughs> it's, I'm, the, it's the I'm, blanket. Yeah, it is. What are you gonna do with your time off? Well, that's more important than you should figure out. Yeah, I know. I'm figuring it out. Don't bring your laptop. It's crazy because, like, even like last year when I went on my like last vacation, I took my laptop with me. Don't bring it. Wait, you took your laptop? I didn't take my laptop. There are a lot of vacations. <laughs> I get, I'll get back to you. Somebody else got got you. I get somebody did. else to do it. There you go, BB. Yeah, I did. Wasn't that to Disney? It was. You couldn't enjoy Disney. You had to take your laptop. Took it. I mean, it stayed in the hotel room while I was at Disneyland. But yeah, I had it. To work. work. So what made you bad? Did you work? Wait, wait. Did you work? Um. Yeah. Don't do that. I know. That's what is what's the point of vacation? I don't know. It's like corporate America mm-hmm. and, and capitalism makes you feel like yeah. you're a shitty person for taking off. Listen, like I said, get somebody else to do it. That's what it's called paid time off. Not paid time on. They're both both the same acronym. I'm not working it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my goal, one of my goals for this year is to like this quarter I'm gonna say I'm going to take like a week off and not do anything for work. I'm actually going to try to work. But the better question is, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to do a holly time. I shouldn't be like, I'm going to do, do this. You know, some like house projects. That's cool. There's like some stuff I want to like build. There's some, I need to finish my bench under my window. I need to do my garden. Um, you know, hopefully the weather warms up and I can like work on my my backyard since I did just like move into the house mm-hmm. during the winter but yeah I think that's probably what I'll do because I I mean I moved in December everything switched at work mm-hmm. like I it's just been go 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 not stopped even on the weekends there's always something and like you said I just want to be better about saying no <clears throat> whether it's family or friends or whatever mm-hmm. just say no what's stopping you from doing like in a work week, just like working on your bench 
I'm looking at your card right now. Outside um, the season out, I guess. Yeah, outside <laughs> the season out. Outside that we have like 900 feet of snow in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's feeling like I don't have enough time in one day. So like getting off work at like 5.36, going to the gym, making dinner. By the time I come home, like I'm going to bed. So it's like, where do I sit on that bench? You know? Um, I Another goal I've talked to like Leah about is waking up earlier to try and get more hours in the day. Yeah. But I haven't succeeded. <laughs> no, but why don't you ever consider starting your bench like during lunch? Like, I don't know why people forget that, like, you get lunch. I, I, I don't do, know why people they're... always forget that. They're always like, oh, well, I eat lunch with my kids. I like, do. no, you well, get. A lot of times I do. Eat lunch with my guys. I'm not, it's not actually too good, though. Yeah, at lunch, when I eat my lunch, if we don't have back to back meetings, I got my show, my little salad bowl, in like 30 minutes, I'm just like, no, I'm not responding. Do you take an hour or 30? I think it doesn't matter because I start my day so fucking early. (laughs) Yeah, because your team is on. But but it's not even that. Even when everybody's east, it's like, I wake up already because I walk the dog early. Yeah. So then I'll be on my computer, like, you know, perusing through shit. Mm-hmm. And I'll be from, like, 7 to 8. I'm not even supposed to be, like, clocked in yet, right? Like, everybody comes in at, like, 9, technically. But that's what I'm saying. I'm more productive. Like, I feel like I could be more productive with less than more. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, them three hours where I'm not bothered by anybody, like, 7 to 10, and I'm not taking any meetings, like, unless they're in, like, Europe or something like that. I'm locked in, so I already yeah. did. I fired out like all my emails that I need to do, right? And then I can focus on the rest of the shit of my week. So like, I I block off certain things and tasks from my day to make sure that it's putting me ahead of what I have to do. So like, by the time it's five thirty, I'm close the laptop. You know, like you can do this job with your eyes closed if you really wanted to. Yeah. It's just I feel like. A lot of the times where people are putting in more hours is because there's something in between when you're working that is just distracting you. Because mm-hmm. yep. if you really just gave it an hour just straight, at least, like just one hour, think about all the stuff you'll come you're like, damn, I don't even know what I gotta do anymore. You yeah. know, like you feel yeah. like I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Do you feel like that's part of burnout is like when you are having a hard time like concentrating and like taking three hours to actually like finish something finish something or it's taking you eight hours to finish something you could do in three hours you know that's part of burnout is you're just like i must be like concentrated or motivated or it could be but i think it's also procrastination right like totally. it's it also comes down to how hard do you want to work towards your goals right like right. you need to be relentless to yourself Mm-hmm. what do you have to prove to anyone else nothing but what do you have to prove to yourself everything so um i feel like when you're like oh i can't get this shit done like there's some times where you're like all right, i worked hard enough where i you know you, again you're overstimulated so your brain is cheeseburger yeah but when you're procrastinating that's like the same thing procrastinating yourself of like um you know self-care or um procrastinating to do something for yourself um procrastinating to 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 take that leap of faith right Mm -hmm. like it's all stalling moments 
they're blockers and you should view those blockers as something to show you how bad the unit has been mm-hmm. not as something that's really supposed to keep you from doing it and mm-hmm. um that's just the way i, I, I look at it yeah you like that kind of thing you could be dropping some nuggets i believe them that's why <laughs> no, i live this shit you gotta when you 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 be dropping you drop nuggets like with your affirmations, yeah. and I'm sure they're like bomb ass things, but you don't believe it. And if yeah. you believed it, you would be living it. You wouldn't even have to tell yourself that anymore because you're gonna know, like, yo, I'm the shit. And not 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 even on some like braggadocious shit. Like, yo, I'm the shit. Like, I I know this is in me. You know what I'm saying? I, I built myself up to be like this. Because some people like you think it's like nat- you learn these things. It's not just natural. Yeah. So. You gotta beat yourself up. I gotta beat myself up. Same. Somebody gotta do it. Like, like I'm trying. Yeah. Like, but you gotta do. It's not about the trying. Like, try, but then like make little like hash marks of like, all right, this is what I did, and it's better this time. It's better this time. It's better this time. Because if you just you be trying, this is you just gonna stay here. Yeah. But if you be trying with an actual goal in mind, like actual goal, then you're actually doing. So the trying shit is just, it's going to keep you here always. You need to try, boom, okay, I got it. And then next you know, you're here and you're like, oh, wow, I, I did that. And then things are going to start moving exponentially for you. Like you give yourself like, oh, I wanted, we want to do 100 episodes by in three years. And maybe you do 100 episodes in a year and a half. You're like, fuck, what happened? <laughs> right? Like that's how things really happen because yeah. you have so much momentum. Yeah. So when you try, you have to have, certain things so you can actually do like act actionable rules so you can you can do otherwise you just waste some time yeah i'm wasting a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh like, we need to figure out what we want to do about not just no not just that just like work too you do bring up a good point about like burnout and procrastination though i am not gonna lie i'm a big procrastinator mm-hmm. not because to your point the work is difficult it's just because to, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. It could be partial burnout too. Like I'm just tired. It's valid. It's valid. You know, like I'm, I'm tired. I feel that in my last job, I worked so hard to get to where I got to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it took so long for them to finally give me the, the promotion, the manager position that by the time I got it, to be honest, I was over it. <laughs> I was <laughs> I over that. it. I was over I feel it. That. I was like, I feel oh, that. and they were like, oh, we're giving you the manager position. I was like, Okay, not only did I apply, but like I set up my own interview. Like I've been literally climbing this corporate ladder for this company for the past six years. And now y'all want to give it to me? You couldn't have given it to me before? <laughs> and like by the time you gave it to me, I was just not even happy. I remember getting the paperwork and I was just like, it looks like you're happy. I'm like, why is not? Because I worked so hard for it. Like why yeah. didn't you give it to me before? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you speak up about it? No, <laughs> my thing is, uh, I'm one of few like black women. I I I'm always nervous about the stereotype that people will like place me just, in. Just acknowledge it. That's okay. So instead, I just don't say anything, and it hurts me every time. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even about that. Like, first off, you gotta raise your hand and say, "Hey, I'm here. Like, I'm interested in this." Right. But you also gotta understand, like what matters to them like you could be working hard to yeah. your definition but they might not give a fuck about that 
Like they, they could be like, this is what we want you to do. Like we really only want you to focus on this. And if you can exemplify this, this is your, this is your um, promotion. Yeah. But if you're not talking about, if you're not asking the right questions, how can I get this promotion? Hey, I want this promotion. They're never going to notice you no matter how hard you're going to work. And that's what I've talked about the corporate American machine. It's like, they're leveraging you for your resource to them. So you need to milk them. That sounds like a bad term. You need to milk them the same way that they're doing you. Like, hey, I'm here. This is what I want. And I'm going to work hard towards it. Right? Like, remember I told you how, like, I'm not defined by, like, money isn't the, the construct that motivates me. Time is. That's the ultimate currency for me. Like, everything has an expiration date. And so I view everything as like, is it worth my time or not? Like how much time am I going to dedicate to certain shit? And so that's why I, it's a lot easier for me to say no, because I'm like, yo, I got shit to do. <laughs> like, yeah. No disrespect, I got shit yeah. to do. So same, same thing. Like you vested so much time, five, six years, when you could have cut that in half by just asking. I did ask. But asking like, what do you want to do? Like, not just saying like, hey, I'm here and want this promotion. It's kind of like, all right, what does it what does it look like at this level and what do you specifically need for you to go to bat for me? Right? And the same way you're gonna ask those questions because you said, you know, external validation helps, same questions you need to ask yourself too. Like, what does Leah need for me to feel elevated? Right? Like you could be doing all this X, Y, and Z. And you have all these accolades, but does that really matter to you? And then the same thing, ask the questions externally. Is like, is that actually the validation you really need to get to where you want? You want a promotion? Ask the right questions. That's true. That's true. I mean, I think when I look back at it, full transparency, I was working into a role that no longer existed. So before that, I was like traveling around the country with like my counterpart, and we were just like meeting different clients, which was great, and like showing them the platform. But that role no longer existed. And you knew that? Not really. It was like, you know, sometimes when you're talking with people at work and they're like, oh, we'll create this path for you. Okay. And then that path quickly changes. Yeah. Uh, you gotta put it in paper writing for me. Well, lesson learned. That's <laughs> so how then, jobs string you along, for real, for real. No, you're, you're right. Because I was loving that role and then it shifted. So then I had to go back into things. I used to do and then I was like what's your career path where should you go and then people always assume when you're a high performer you want to be a manager and they didn't have like another path for that so I had to apply and then I just took the route but to your point it was like was that the route I truly wanted to go is that what made me happy is that what gave me validation no but because I was scared I was like oh I'll just do what I should do I should you just do with the path that's carved out for me rather than making my own path. Because I think your destiny is someone else defining it for you. So you got to ask the question. <laughs> you literally have to ask the question. Because at the end of the day, like, sometimes you might be afraid to ask questions. And I love the way, like, tech kind of inserted itself in corporate America because people are so lax. Like, remember, like, you know, maybe, like, eight years ago, you had to go to client meetings and kind of be, like, dressed up. Now people are like, they don't care. They can wear whatever the hell they want. Right? <laughs> so like, like, I wear my earrings in client meetings now. Before it's like, hide your tattoos. Yeah, I have yeah. earrings, and they were like, "Oh, you look great." I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> so I just feel like you need to, as things evolve, you you have more leeway to say the right things. Where back in the day, like you might feel like 
I gotta be buttoned up, right? Mm -hmm. But you can ask your, you could just level set with your manager, and there's a an extremely professional way to do it, even back then. But even now, you could really just be like, like just give me the real thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have more of an easier route to have those conversations. Is what I'm trying to say. That's what. Take advantage of that. Holly's like, yeah, take advantage of it, Leah. I know, I know. Listen, I gotta figure out my life, y'all. I gotta figure out what, to your point, like, what truly makes me happy. And I feel like that's just been my life this whole thing. Like, what makes me happy? I find, like, some things make me happy, but, like, just filling myself up in a different way. Like, you said your cars thing. Mm -hmm. I mentioned, like, I did love drama. Mm -hmm. So, for years, my old co-worker was like, you should try, like, going to one of those, like, little, they have stand-up groups in New York City, where you are just, like, like improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, Leah, just go. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so nervous. He's like, just, just be a fly go. on the wall. Yeah. Right? I'm like, hey, you, first day, <laughs> do this now. Like, hey, do you want to participate? No. All right, yeah. cool. Just kick back, learn. This is how we do things here. It's not this thing where you have to get thrown on the wolves. That's not for everybody. That's very hard to do, to just go in and just be like, all right, I'm about to just, I'm about to show y'all, this is my improv. Like, there's not a lot of people that's like that in the world that can really do shit like that, you know? So, it's all right. Everybody has a different starting point. Just do it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. I feel like you dropped a lot of nuggets. You dropped a lot of knowledge. <laughs> no, no. It's just experience, life experiences. Because you're like our age, and I feel like you're just like wise beyond your years. I'm old, so yeah, you are. Yeah, You've been here before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't spun this block for y'all, so you don't have to. So. Awesome. Well, um, just to like wrap things up before we end, like, what's one piece of advice that you wish you could share with the world? The world. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say be daring, like. Challenge yourself and challenge, like, the way I, like, I want to know that I feel fulfilled, like, I can look back and the young me was proud, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, if I was facing myself at, like, 15 when I had that epiphany and then myself after college, like, during college and yeah. after college and going through, like, I had some moments when I was in corporate America and thought that was about to be my route and, like, started giving up on creative shit, right? But then I realized, like, nah, that's not what I, what I love. Like, you have inflection moments. It's always, you know, ebbs and flows. And so I would just say, like, just be daring to, to take those risks. Like, be risk-averse, but also, like, dabble in something here and there. You know, try, try new things and just dare to want and then start to dare yourself to just do it. And so when I look back in a couple, like, I don't know, whatever that timeline might be, I just want to know that, like, my younger self is proud of the person that I became and that I didn't have any regrets. Like, like that's the worst thing. You'd be like, damn, I wish I did that. Like, we'll be, you know, AARP card senior citizens and you don't want to be like, damn, I really wish I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's that's not what life your life isn't fulfilling that way, right? Yeah. So you need to dare to make a difference for yourself, not not even just like to impact others. Like dare to make a difference for yourself first and start doing it now every day. So that way when you get older you don't live with regret because how many times have you heard a story where people are like, Yo, I wish I did this? Mm -hmm. Right, like my, my, 
when my grandfather was on his deathbed, he was just like, yeah, you know, I wish like I had some bucket list things that I could I could have done that he didn't do, and that was like like discouraging to hear because you know my father sees me and he's like, yo, I live vicariously for you all the time, right? But then I started paying it back where I understand. Like I took my dad to Germany. He's never been across the pond. Like I've been doing a lot of bucket list stuff. I took him for his birthday, like skydiving. That's on his bucket list, oh, right? Like, and so, understanding who I am as a person allows me to impact others. Yeah. You know, as as they pay for it, we could pay it back. But in that same concept, you need to pay it forward and back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the like if you can. Like, you can't give 100% to other people if you don't give 100% to yourself. And so I feel like when I'm the best me, everybody gets the best me. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Just challenge yourself to, to, to be better every day because that's only going to help everything around you. Like, yeah. it's kind of just like a momentum thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. We appreciate you. And it was fun. Thanks for um, hanging with us noobs. Um, and follow him on Let's Go Coach TV. Thank you for having me. Bye.